So speaking of the new year, you know, this time of year, it really highlights the idea for us that we, we like to make New Year's resolutions. I don't know, are you, are you resolutions people? I'm not really a resolutions kind of a person because we all know what happens to most of those, right? Uh, I, you know, you can do some research on this and there's different numbers, but, but I read that 70, 75% of resolutions will make it through the entire first week of January. Like that's it, that's as far as 75% get. 46% make it past the first six months, which is somewhat respectable, I suppose. 39% of you in your 20s You'll achieve yours, so good job, way to go. We applaud all of you, you're incredible. Uh, but only 14% of those over 50 are going to achieve theirs. But hey, you've worked hard, you've done a lot in your life, it's fine, just take a break. You don't gotta do it, all right? Those resolutions are usually the same. Now, are you brave enough to drop your resolution in the comments? Just tell us, what are you, are you gonna lose a few pounds? Do you wanna read some books? I would like to read 24 books, uh, at least you know, two books a month this year. That's one of mine for the year. But typically, they're the same ones. We wanna lose weight. We wanna exercise more. We wanna eat better. We wanna get out of debt. We, recent surveys have just said that the number one resolution that most people have is I just wanna be a better person. So the one thing that most people want is just to be a better version of myself. Like, this is the thing that people are striving for. Thing is, we're all making decisions every single day, and those decisions, of course, it determines who we are. Now, in my life, I've made some incredible decisions. I gave my life to Jesus, that's the best one. The second best one is I married Maria, that was an incredible decision. I've had a few kids, and those have all been great decisions. We moved to Austin and we're part of a community with all of you, and so that was an amazing decision. I've made a lot of really good decisions, but I've also made some pretty bad decisions. You know, I've, I've lost my temper a time or two and yelled at my kids. I've had some really bad fathering moments. Uh, when we were younger, I bought too much house for the season of life that I was in. I've made some, some bad decisions too. And the reality is, you already know this, every one of us are shaped by those decisions. In fact, you are the sum total of the decisions that you've made in your lifetime. So your choices, the things that you're deciding, they're making up who you are. So I want you to listen with me what Paul says to the church at Philippi, Philippians 3, verse 13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul says, one thing I do. As we enter into 2021, I want you to ask yourself this really important question. What one thing, if it changed, would make the biggest difference in my life? What one thing, if it was added into my life, it would make the biggest difference, it'd be the best help? What one thing, if it was taken away, would make the biggest difference? What would you say is your one thing? Most of you have probably heard the quote by Zig Ziglar, if you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. Or maybe you've heard this one if you're a sports fan. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky or Michael Scott. If you don't know what I'm talking about there, don't worry about it. Some of you do though. So Paul's saying he hasn't done everything that he wants to do. That's what he's saying in this passage. I haven't done everything I want. I'm, I'm not everything that I should be. I'm not everything that I want to be. I've still got more that I want to accomplish. And so he says, I'm gonna do a couple things. Number one, I'm gonna forget the past like it's over. The past is done, it, the recent past and the distant past. Now, can we all just say that together? Uh, 2020, it's over, man, let's turn the page, let's just move forward into 2021. Obviously, for some of us, 
we're still going to be dealing with some of the difficult ramifications of this past year, but let's put that year in the rearview mirror. Let's get over the past the mistakes and the regrets, and let's just move on. But Paul also says that he's going to look ahead to the future. Why? Because we are still here, everybody. We still have a purpose. There's still air in my lungs. We serve the God of a second chance. So all of us, we get a second chance and a third and a fourth. God's always willing to give you another chance. What one thing, if it changed, would make the biggest difference in your life? For some of you, maybe that's your habits. Like, do you have a habit that that would be really great if you could just change that in your life? Like, maybe you just drink too much and you're like, nah, man, I'm, I'm good. But your friends are like, dude, you drink too much. Maybe you should listen. Do you spend too much time on your phone? You know, you you gather with the family or your friends at dinner and nobody's looking at each other. Everybody's just focused in on their phones. What if this was the year where you stopped doing that? What if this was the year where you got your online habits under control? What if this was the year where gaming wasn't as important, where social media didn't take up so much time, where you didn't jump on TikTok every five minutes? Like, what if this was the year that happened? Maybe you've got some other addiction that nobody else knows about. What if this was the year that all that changed? Or maybe you've got some habits you need to add into your life. Like you start reading the scripture regularly and praying and and coming to worship and joining the community. That could change everything. Maybe for you, it's your relationships. Like some of us, we've got relationships that are just trouble and you know it. Like they just pull you down. They influence you to go in the wrong direction. When you're with them, you just don't like who you are. Maybe you started a, kind of an inappropriate relationship with somebody at work. It's just, it's just getting a little bit too comfortable, you know? Maybe it's your marriage and the two of you, you're just starting to kind of drift apart. What if you just decided this month, I'm going to get in a group. Like, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Like, we're going to start rolling out opportunities in person and online in, in just a few weeks. So what if you finally committed to a group of people? And you sit around in that group of people and you raise your hand before the teaching that night and you just say, you guys, I just need to, I just need to let you know we're having some trouble in our marriage. And you feel like everybody's going to say, oh man, we're disappointed in you. But what actually happens is they start raising their hands and say, oh, you know what? I am too. We, we need your help. Like that could change your life. What if, what if it's your debts? Maybe that's the habit you need to work on. What if this was the year that you paid off those credit cards? You stop charging everything and you just cut them up like you Dave Ramsey'd yourself. Some of you don't know what that is, but you snowball those debts. You just get free and imagine what your life could be like with that. Maybe it's your health. If I'm honest, my my pants are a little tighter after the holiday and, and the global pandemic. So maybe it's time to hit the gym. Maybe it's time to start taking walks around my neighborhood in the morning. Or maybe it's your mental health and it's, it's time to put down your phone. It's time to actually go talk to a counselor. Like, get your mental health in order. Maybe it's your dreams. You, you've had a, a business that you've wanted to launch for a long time. Or you've had a ministry that you've wanted to jump into and you haven't done it. What if this was the year? What if this was the time? And our church could come around and support you. And Look, that's what this family's all about anyway. We're here to help you make good decisions. These family members, these people could be a catalyst to God's dreams becoming a reality in you. Yeah, but you say, what about 2020? I mean, Brent, what about the pandemic? I mean, we're, we're still not out of this yet. Like, uh, well, I would say we can lay back and wait, or we can set a goal, and we can move forward together. But here's the truth. If you want to be successful in any part of your life, you can't do it without God. If you want success, you can't do it without him. And you know why that is? It's because you are a spiritual being. 
You're not a human being that's just having a temporary spiritual experience. You are a spiritual being that's having a temporary human experience. And if you've spent some time living without God, you've already realized, you've discovered that your efforts are not enough to help you live the life that you want to live. So if we ask the same question to characters in the Bible, to people throughout the scriptures, I think you'd get some interesting responses. Like if you ask David this question, here's what David said in Psalm 27, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. David wanted one thing, and that was to be with Jesus all day long, to be influenced by God as if he lived in the house of God every single day. He wanted to be consumed by God's beauty. David wanted the presence of God to permeate his entire life, his thoughts and his interactions and his decisions. And the closer I get to Jesus, the more that I start to realize I'm empowered to do all those other things that I want to do in my life. This is what Brother Lawrence called the habitual, secret, and silent conversation with God. And Luke records Jesus answering this question, actually, and he answered it for a rich young ruler in Luke 18. It says, when Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. Jesus said, there's one thing that's keeping you from me. What is that one thing? Because once we discover it, we can go after it and ruthlessly eliminate it from our lives, and things change. If you ask me what my one thing is in 2021, well, I would say I want to be closer to Jesus. Like Paul said, I, I haven't taken a hold of all of it yet. I haven't gotten there. I, I, I can see more of him. I, there's more out there that I, I know, and there's deeper intimacy and relationship that I know that I want. And I believe that 2021 can actually be the very best year of your life. And you're like, dude, you're crazy. Are you living in some kind of alternate reality? Like, did, did somebody like smash you over the head? Like, you are not thinking clearly. But here's the thing. 2021 can be the best year of your life if it's the best year of your life spiritually. If you just decide this is the year. Today actually starts our Seek First Prayer Week. This is your first opportunity. You can just make the decision. I'm going to be at every single prayer gathering, whether it's online or in person. I'm going to make it a priority. I'm going to be there. I'm going to read the scriptures through with the family. Like if I miss one online, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch it. I'm going to pray along with you guys. Let's just say yes and let's launch this week getting closer to Jesus. I want you to take a look at all this idea in the life of Jesus in Luke chapter 10. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Here it is. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So Jesus says, oh, there's just a few things. Actually, there's, there's only one, and it's to sit at the feet of Jesus, to get closer to God. And Mary chose that one thing. So I think there's three decisions from this brief passage, and I, I've kind of labeled them as choices that we need to make this year. And the first one is this, and I hope that you'll make it with me. I choose to make the most of 2021. Like here from the outset, I'm just deciding. I choose to make the most of 2021. 
Every new year always feels like we get this blank slate, like we get to have a fresh start. It feels like we've got all these opportunities that are before us. Well, Martha had an opportunity here. Now, the truth is Martha gets kind of a bad rap here because she's the one that's busy and doing stuff. And so, so people say, well, oh, don't be a Martha. You don't want to be a Martha, be a Mary. But actually, remember, Martha is the one from the scripture. She invited Jesus in. Martha is the one who actually opened her home to him. It's just that then she got distracted. So Martha had this amazing opportunity because Jesus was there in her house. But Martha stayed in the kitchen. Jesus was there. She invited him in, but then she got busy with everything else and she ignored him and he was right there. When chapel, you have an opportunity this year. Jesus is here. He's right here in front of you. Don't stay in the kitchen. You have an opportunity for life change as you follow Jesus. You've got a great church family here that loves you and wants to help support you. Oh, we're far from perfect, believe me. But we're full of helpful people who want to help you draw closer to Jesus. Ephesians 5.15 says, Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Like make the most of every opportunity you have this year. That word for opportunity in the Greek, it's actually the word kairos, and it means a window of opportunity. So that means it's going to open, it's going to shut. You have an opportunity to change. You have an opportunity this week with Seek First. You've got an opportunity as we launch groups you got an opportunity as we continue Front Yard Fridays and have places for you to connect this year. You've got an opportunity to connect with people every single Sunday and worship God and study the scriptures in person or online. Your kids have opportunity every week in person and online to study the scriptures together, to be led by incredible leaders who want to help them draw closer to Jesus. Your teenagers have the opportunity every single Wednesday with TAG. Listen, just decide it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do everything the church is doing. I'm going to do it all for one year. I'm just going to jump in and you watch what happens and watch how your life will change. So you can say along with me, I choose to make 2021 the best year of my life because I will get closer to Jesus than I am right now. And when that happens, when that happens, everybody, everything changes. And actually, we've got some ways that we're going to help you do this. And we're going to start a new series next week on spiritual practices. And I hope you'll hang with us for that. Listen, being close to Jesus, sitting at his feet, that's how we're going to start. That's how we're going to spend eternity. So let's just practice it. Let's start right now this week. The second thing that I want you to do with me this year is to say, I choose to get rid of distractions. I'm going to get rid of Martha was distracted. She didn't just miss the opportunity to be with Jesus. She was also distracted by cooking and preparations and cleaning. And we've all got distractions like this. Like, do you have this when you, when you start to pray? Does your prayer time usually lead you to Instagram? Like, that happens to me a lot. Like, I'm praying and reading the scriptures, and next thing I know, I'm scrolling the gram. But social media is a distraction, and, and, and it gets a bad rap. There's good things about it. But, but football is a distraction for a lot of people. Politics is a major distraction for us. The Mandalorian this past December, that was a major distraction for me and my family. Not all bad, but we can get distracted. Movies are a distraction. They're not all bad. But sometimes we get involved with good things, and those good things keep us from the best things. And the enemy would love to get you hung up on a bunch of good things. Corey Ten Boom is the one who said, if the devil can't make us bad, he'll make us busy. Does that describe your life? 
We can say no to that this year. Hebrews 12.1, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles, and let's run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Like we can throw off all those distractions. We can get rid of all the stuff that hinders. We can get rid of the sin that entangles and we can focus our attention on Jesus. And that's why we're gonna pray and fast over the course of this week. Fasting actually is just about getting rid of distractions. So I just want you to just pick something. Say, this week, I'm not gonna watch Netflix. This This week, I'm not watching the news. This week, I'm not gonna use social media. I'm gonna give up some foods. I'm going to give, not broccoli, you don't, you can't just give up vegetables, you got to give up like the the bad stuff. I'm going to give up some foods, I'm going to take a break and join us in prayer this week. Every time, just make the time and don't get hung up on it. Like if you get hungry during the fast and you you eat a little something, it's okay, just start again. Just go again. If you miss a prayer time, just start again. Look, enjoying God is what we're after. We're not after some kind of religious duty. We just want to experience God, the source of all joy and life and pleasure. And so just a little help, there's three types of fasting that you can do. You might want to do a full fast. So you're like, I'm, I'm all in for seven days, water only, maybe some juice. I'm going to do a full fast this week. Some of you will choose a, a partial fast, like that's just certain types of food. So maybe you want to give up coffee or you give up sugar or you give up bread or maybe you give up a meal or maybe a fast until sundown. That's a great way to do it. That's a partial fast. And then there's the Daniel fast. A Daniel fast is where you give up meats, sweets, and treats. Uh, meats, sweets, and breads, yeah, and, and then veg- vegetables and nuts. and So just, just this week, figure out something. Find something to give up. Deny yourself and say yes to Jesus. It'll change your life. Stop cooking in the kitchen and pay attention to what Jesus is doing. And you can say with me, I, I choose to not let anything that will ultimately mean nothing keep me from experiencing the one that means everything. And then lastly, I choose to prioritize the presence of Jesus in my life. So I'm just going to admit, look, Sundays are not enough. There are 167 hours, other hours in the week, and I know that I need Jesus in every single one of those. And so I'm not just going to do this on Sunday. I'm going to be after him on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. I'm deciding that Jesus is actually at the center of my life in 2021. He's not going to be an addition to my already comfortable life this year. He's going to be the very center. He's not at the top of my list. No, actually, Jesus is the list. Like, he's everything. So I'm just going to prioritize his presence this year. And I'll tell you one way, one great way to do that is when you wake up in the morning, just go to the scriptures first before you go to your phone. Go to the scriptures and prayer before you do anything else, before you open up email, before you open up social media, before you check out the news, just go to the scriptures first and say to God, I'm putting you first because I want you to be the center. We've said it a lot around one chapel through the years. We like to say, we're going to pray first. Prayer is our first response. It's not our last resort. So we recognize we need spiritual power in everything that's going on in our lives, in our business decisions, in our family dynamics that we're wrestling through, in our relationships with our neighbors. So we just say, we're going to pray first. Before I send the kids off to school, we pray first. Before I hit send on that email, it's a really good idea to pray first. Before my first class in the morning, I'm going to pray first. Before I post that TikTok, yeah, I'm I'm just going to go ahead. I'm just going to pray over it first, right, before I do. 2021 needs to be, it can be, the year of spiritual breakthrough and redemption. I want you to remember how Paul says that he he has that one thing. You remember that? 
Paul says he's got that one thing, and he actually tells us what that one thing is. I think it's in Philippians 3. He says, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. Paul says, I used to think all this other stuff was really meaningful, but now in comparison, I realize it's worthless. Actually, when I compare it to Jesus, I realize it's all garbage. And actually, the word that he uses there for garbage is a it's a rough word. Let's just leave it at that. So for this next week, for this next month, maybe for this year, one chapel, what if we just decided, I'm going to consider everything else in my life as garbage, as waste. I used to think it was so valuable. I used to think it was so important. And I'm just going to decide it's garbage. Why? Why would I do that? Well, what Paul said, so that I might gain Christ. This is the opportunity that's before us this year. And I hope that along with me, you'll say yes. Why don't you bow your heads right where you are and close your eyes. I'm gonna pray over this for a minute. You know, the problem with the one thing, having that one thing is that you kind of have to sacrifice everything else to get it. If you're gonna have one thing, everything else has to follow by the wayside. Because following Jesus, it doesn't work like a hobby. It doesn't work as an add-on to your life. And some of you, you just need to start off this year by making Jesus the Lord of your life. Some of you have done it before. Some of you have never made that decision. But you could say, Jesus is not the priority in my life. And as I go into 2021, I want to make sure that he comes first. But you can do that today. You can make that decision right now. Jesus already paid for everything for you to be able to do that. In fact, I can help you with the words. And if you just say this from your heart, you can begin a journey that we would love to help you with. You might say something like this, Jesus, I'm choosing today to believe in you. I believe that you died on a cross. I believe that you were buried in a tomb. I believe that you rose again three days later. And I believe that that sacrifice, it paid for every sin that I would ever commit that makes me fall short of God's design for my life. So today, I'm asking you to forgive me to forgive me of all of my sins and the best way I know how, God, I give you my life today. And Jesus, I pray for everybody praying that prayer right now, that you would give them the grace and the strength and the ability to join this family so that we can walk together with them. And now, Lord, for all the rest of us, I pray as we step into 2021 full force, that you would give us power, that you would give us grace, that you would give us endurance, that you would help us to see clearly what's the one thing that will make the most difference in our lives and to say yes to you and your will and your way. Let this be a great beginning of a brand new year for all of us at One Chapel. And we give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody at home said, amen.